Hey, I'm Angie. And I'm Emily. Being a creative person in the corporate space can be really tough, and we should know. Join us to talk about how to be a right brain in a left-brained world. It's The Artist at Work. So it is the end of the year and we don't need to be talking about how 2020 was a real one for the books because I think that there are more qualified and eloquent people to be doing that and everybody has sort of covered that as much as they possibly can. But something else that a lot of people are talking about this time of year and moving into a new one is resolutions. And so we are here to talk about those today and what we are resolving to do for ourselves creatively in the new year. Angie, hit me with a resolution that you have for your new year. One I've talked about a little bit before, but I want to really get into pushing myself creatively in different ways. One of which is really exciting to me is learning to really use Procreate and Illustrator on the iPad and learning to letter and taking classes on Skillshare and making personal projects and just learning a different medium and kind of perfecting that art, although I know I won't perfect it. Um, I think it'll just be a different kind of outlet for myself and using my hand more um, rather than just always being digital with my mouse. I know an iPad's digital, but you get my drift using my hand. So that's one of those things I really want to work on in the new year is finding a new outlet. That's cool. That's exciting. What do you, do you have any visions for what that could turn into or right now it's just like flexing a new creative muscle yeah right now it's following a lot of people who do it well and kind of watching their tutorials and getting inspired I feel like it could be greeting cards for at first or something like that or it could be little animated gifts or stickers for anything I love a sticker um so I'm I hope but first I need a new iPad and an Apple pen so you know a couple of roadblocks there, but we'll get there. I love a hobby that that gets me a cool new tool. <laughs> a cool six hundred new <laughs> dollar new tool. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but what about you? What are you, what are one of yours? My big one is I don't know if anybody who has listened to more than one episode of this knows, but I have a birthday coming up next month. Woo woo! <laughs> and I don't know if I've talked about this or not already, but I got very. I am. I I trend toward the the personally dramatic, if not the group dramatic. Um, and I got very emotional and very dramatic. Um, probably around Thanksgiving, and decided that I needed to make a 40th birthday retrospective playlist. And have been working diligently on that since then and will continue to do so for the next month. And I realized that that could be a really good writing prompt for me is to every week take a song from the playlist and then write an essay about it. And I plan on doing this a little bit more publicly than I have in the past to keep myself accountable and to work on some of these more sort of public creative projects. Not that I need to raise my profile in any way beyond a, a podcast that has, you know, friends and family listeners only. But uh, I joined Substack and I'm going to send it out via Substack. Wow. Um, you're going to send it out. You're hitting publish. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So it's I'm not, it's nothing it's not something I'm charging money for, but uh, you know I had such a fun time doing that little quarantine internet digest earlier this year that I thought that this would be sort of a natural extension of that without taxing me uh, daily. So if you are interested in receiving weekly meditations on songs from the 1960s, uh, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> that's really exciting. That I think that's going to be a really good outlet for you and kind of a different way of thinking about some of your favorite things. Yeah. Thank you. I think so too. And I'm not a, like a music person. Um, um, I kind of think you are. Yeah. But like with like weird music, like I don't know anything about like, like I can't listen to that song and be like, well, you know, Paul McCartney and that was really like turning up his vocals because like of this musical theory, you know, I just like, I just like a song. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, you know, as, as with many of us, like, music is such a visceral experience. It's so tied to memory. And so I think that like this will dredge up a lot of memories and, and other things related to the song that I'm kind of excited to explore. Yeah. I think that's a great prompt. Writing prompts are awesome. I think that's a wonderful way to kind of, you know, if you want to keep your practice of journaling or writing or whatever it is that if you give yourself a prompt, you never know the direction it's going to take. I think we really learned that a lot with the artist ways book this year. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that like for many, many years, I've been so, I've really balked at things like writing prompts because I always thought, well, I don't need those. I'm, I'm a writer. I, I have my own, but like, it's so helpful to, to, to use something like that. Even if you think, you know, everything you need to know about yourself or your craft, um, you know, having something like a writing prompt really unlocks different creative skills and ideas in you, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a little bit of the beauty of getting older is you gain more humility and you realize you don't know as much as maybe you thought you knew and you ex you're willing to explore yourself a little bit more and kind of figure out even more what makes you tick or more what makes you happy or unexpectedly happy. So I think it's great. It's a great project for you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what about you? Any other ones you have? just kind of a, a normal one that sort of goes year to year. Um, I just always want to read more. Right now I have a stack of business or workbooks that is almost as tall as me, which let's be clear, that's not saying too much. <laughs> I'm five feet and a half, but it's an excessively tall stack of books. Um, so I really want to make a dent in that, if not complete it, but I can't stop buying them. So that's a little bit of a problem too, is I can't keep up with myself. I'll read one or two a month, but I've bought five. So that, and then I also like to always have a fiction book going too, which is kind of like what you read before bed or an hour on Saturday when you just want to like zone out. So I, I have a stack of the, my Kindles just jammed with those. So I just want to keep up that practice and maybe amp it up a bit more. I really do miss the commute part of life where that I really would read a lot. Uh -huh. So finding other places to tuck reading in, which before bed's a really good one. I tend to fall asleep while I'm reading, but I, it is a kind of a nice way to, you know, turn down without looking at your phone or a TV or any, or just diving straight into bed because you can't keep your eyes open. Sure. Yeah. What's your first business book and first fiction book on the list for the new year? Let's see here. I've, I'm going to count this one because I just started it. It's called Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. And he really talks a lot about working in your desire zone. 
which I can talk more about some other time once I have more context, but it's really talking about listing all the work you do and figuring out where you should be spending most of your time, where you should delegate, where you should, you know, spend more to get better at certain things. And it's really practical advice. And then it also links to a bunch of resources online. So I think it's a really nice uh, digital addition to the book. So it's really interactive and there's worksheets to download and kind of walk you through the chapters. So that's the one um, is up first. And then I... I'm not sure what my my fiction book is. I have a bunch of things um, I'm just got sent to my Kindle from the library. And they're generally rom-com or fic- like fiction-y or like mystery. Cool. You're going to be busy. That Kindle's going to get a workout. Yeah. It's exciting. So what, what else do you have on the docket? Um... You know, it's funny because I, I, I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but I have purchased as I do probably every three years, a, a journal, um, that's one of those goal setting, you know, what are you going to do this week? It's like buying a planner used to be. Um, so I have one of those sort of goal setting journals for the year and I am going to try my damnedest to actually use it for longer than three weeks. I don't know yet what all of those goals are, but as you mentioned before, you know, returning to journaling this year via the artist's way really unlocked in me a lot that I didn't expect it to. And so I'd like to, you know, continue that practice in different ways. I think morning pages was obviously really very helpful for both of us. And I'd like to just sort of be a little bit more in the habit of doing longhand writing things down, committing to goals rather than just like letting six months pass and think, well, I should have learned how to do that. Or I should have held myself accountable for this. Yeah. Uh, when you just talked about planners, um, I'm obviously a notebook planner person myself, but you're right. You buy one and it kind of, you use it, you're super energized by it. And then it doesn't have enough space for your notes or it does not serving you. So you kind of just like, don't use it in the way it's intended. And then you forget about it. It gets dusty, but it made me think of before I had an iPhone. So that is quite some time ago at this point, but all of high school and college and definitely into my early 20s, I had a leather bound Franklin Covey. <laughs> Mine was a filofax. <laughs> and I would get so excited to go to the mall and pick out my annual pages. Yeah. Um, and decide what you know pattern I was gonna get. And I swear if you ask anyone from college, like what we were doing in a class next Thursday, I could open that planner and tell you exactly. And I think some people literally leaned on me through college because of that planner. That's so funny. Um, there was a couple of times where, you know, you'd be at the art building, like in the computer lab working at like three in the morning, working on a project. We're all there together, blaring Britney Spears toxic because that's what year it was. And I would go to the bathroom. I would come back and my planner would be missing. <gasps> yep. They were all in it together. They're oh, all that's in not a nice goof. And nope. they would hide my planner. I would say at once a month. So I in they knew how worked up I would get. And I'm like, who has that? <laughs> I'm like, you guys all need it. What are you doing? <laughs> this is for I would us. like literally lose my mind. That's so um, funny. Yeah. So it wasn't until I had an iPhone, I had a digital calendar sure. that I finally stopped buying those pages, which I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. But I do still find myself, I need to write things down, but I also need to 
things need to live digitally for me too. So I use, personally, I use many notebooks, many post-its, many things, but then I transfer it all to Asana and I keep everything in there too. You are one of my most organized friends and I really appreciate that about you because I'm not that way. <laughs> my my most reliable filing source unfortunately is my brain, but wow, it's not it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> um and I'm pr- I have a, a pretty good memory. It's unbelievable um, actually. Yeah, but it's you know I I really have gotten out of the habit of taking notes longhand. I don't, you know, when we were going to the office, I would never um, bring a notepad. Everything was on my computer. Also, this has a lot to do with the fact that my handwriting is out of its mind. I will not be embarking on any sort of lettering exercises this year. Oh gosh. It really is something else, guys. I would, Emily would write notes and give them to someone at work um, and like feedback on something. And people would bring them to me and be like, do you know this says it's a problem I I kind of got good at decoding it but yeah there are times when I'm like I no clue I this word could be 12 things no idea Mm -hmm. I have to now give my spouse any card that I write I have to give it to him to make sure that he can read it before I can I can send it out on my own (laughs) which like he has the handwriting of a five-year-old correct yeah so that's very funny too yeah, this family isn't really known for our penmanship. Um, so hence my my reliance on both my brain and my my digital tools to help organize myself. <laughs> well, another one that I think um, is probably for both of us is we really want to continue to grow this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be a focus of 2021 for both of us as – well, you know, getting that website up that we've been talking about. We did promise it before the end of the year. We did. It's happening. You know, developing more weekly content, um, giving you blog or recaps in a blog format, me promoting a little bit more to my audience as well so that, you know, our reach continues to grow. Um, Hosting guests. And hosting guests. Yeah. We have our, our first guest interview lined up for the end of next month, and we're very excited to share this person with you. Yeah. So we're going to do a lot, we have a lot more to come. Um, and I think that's going to definitely be something we are focused on and working towards and going to grow. Yeah. I think with anything, you know, the, the first weeks and and months of sort of like learning it are just really like the fundamentals and making sure that we even wanted to continue doing this. Right. But now we can sort of begin fleshing it out and looking toward the future and what that holds because listen, we're, I mean, we are on the hook every Friday at three for microphone time with each other. And what's funny about this actually, just for, for listener context is that like this meeting that we have to record, this was not always a podcast recording session. This was just, it's on our calendars as creative accountability because we were just meeting and talking about like what our projects were that we were working on and sort of like, um, working through the artist's way, but it was a very like exploratory sort of like collaborative, you know, like mutual coaching sesh for both of us. And it started at least six months ago, if not Oh my God, earlier. I think in the spring. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we've been, we've been chatting about some things for a while, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very excited to see where the pod can go and grow in 2021. Um, and again, we invite you to offer any sort of feedback and any sort of, um, you know, suggestions. If you want to be a guest, you don't have to be a creative. Um, You don't have to, you know, this is, this is for everybody. And I think that, you know, a lot of the things that we've spent time thinking about and reading and even talking about over the last year, 
have to do with, you know, what, what creativity is and what sort of being an artist is. And it doesn't have to look like having your typical marketing, creative artist career. You can do this and be anybody. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we talk about thematically are kind of carries across organizations and business types. It's just our expertise lies in the creative field. So we see how it ties in there, but you might see how it ties in to your finance career. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. We we hope that's true. Um, Any other resolutions that you have or that you'd like to maybe, I mean, here's the thing, the new new year's resolution, it's all kind of kind of a scam, right? I agree. Um, yes. One fully. can resolve to do, and, and they really never stick unless, I mean, I, that's why I'm trying to be a little more public and accountable um, to an audience this year, because if left to my own devices, I would abandon, you know, whatever it is that I tried to do for myself within minutes. <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, in um, the past I've called them intentions. Sure. I feel like that's not as, um, harsh <laughs> as a resolution. Like you're not trying to solve something. You're just trying to move forward with a different energy. So like that's kind of worked for me in the past. But I think what we both agree on is that New Year's is sure a new year, but I've always thought about my new year starting over on my birthday, which is in March. And Emily's is coming up. If, if again, if I haven't <laughs> screamed that enough. Yeah, I, I, I think the same way as you do, especially because mine is in January. So I give myself a little three-week grace period at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the month to sort of put the wheels back on the bus. And then on that day, I the wheels are still very much off the bus. But a few days after is when my new year begins <laughs> in earnest uh, for me and has for quite some time. Yeah. So anyway, you can set you can set your resolutions for whenever you want to. Obviously, you don't need us to tell you that, but you know, birthdays are good, new jobs are good. You know, maybe the day you get the vaccine is when your new year starts, <laughs> or maybe when your 2020 kind of begins for, for yeah. you know, a lot of us. Yeah. I think that's a really important point that it's just not rigid, right? So, and no one's holding you accountable to anything, or you know, it's not a rule. So if you decide you want your new year to start in June, that's okay. What's important is not to wish away the time. So much like in early December, people were like, oh, it's almost the end of the year. And they kind of check out. Mm -hmm. Well, that's still three weeks. Like you could still accomplish something or you could still set intentions to do something. So I think that's really important too. And I think it's just the matter of putting yourself in the right mindset. I totally agree. I mean, how many times have, have all of us sort of like, well, on Monday, I'm going to, I'm going to eat salads all week. And then on Tuesday afternoon, you accidentally eat a chicken nugget and then say, well, the rest of the week is a wash. I'll just start over next Monday. Oh. It happens all the time. And I don't want to get into the business of, you know, well, I, I screwed up something in February. So now I have to wait until 2022 to really. Do this. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's also a matter of not talking about the day of the week. Think about your weeks or um, in of seven days. And if you mess up on day one, then tomorrow's day one, Mm -hmm. start over. So you're not as hard on yourself. I think if you give yourself a little grace, um, you'll get further. I agree. And I think, you know, sometimes it's okay to mess up. Sometimes it's okay to skip a day. I think that's why we both like that plus minus thing so much Mm -hmm. is because it's okay. If I take a minus for that brownie was delicious and I'm going to eat another one tomorrow, but it's just a minus. And I still Mm -hmm. did all of these other things that are pluses. Right. I think that's good. I I, am. That's, that's the other thing I'm going to do is, is resume plus minus. 
Um, and I'm really excited about that. We've been doing it kind of loosely, not nearly as, as stringently or as faithfully as we were doing it in uh, over the summer, but I'm excited to get back on the plus minus train. Yeah. It's kind of a fun little thing to check in with yourself on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves a game, you know, who doesn't gamify things? Um, Mm -hmm. Everything is a game now. So as much as you can make it fun and not make it feel like you're getting in trouble if you don't do it, um, just focus on the rewards and focus on all the the positive progress that you are making. Yeah. And that, I mean, I have to do adult hacks daily to keep myself motivated. So Same. That's one, it's one of them. Yeah. Plus minus helps with that little reward system. Yeah. And I might, my, one of mine is um, if I, you eat a, a treat over 300 calories, that's a negative, right? So that's not my little like protein ice cream bar. That's like a huge heaping caramel thing. Yeah. Then that's a minus, but I want it. And it's the, I worked hard all day and I did at 10 other pluses. Yeah. So I think it's really, it's really important to give yourself some of those reward mechanisms. Well, and I think that's a good resolution or at least a reminder or an intention to use your word is being gentle with yourself. Um, We've all had kind of a tough year. Everybody always is having a hard time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it's, you know, I I have beat myself up more this year, I think, um, knowing what has gone on just because I I feel as though I should be productive and like the house needs to be clean and I have to get all my work done. But, um, you know, taking into account not only the daily uh, difficulties and grievances that one can experience on any given day or moment, um, but, you know, it's been a tricky year and I'm fine with rewarding myself for making it through it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And we hope that it's valuable for those of you who continue to tune in. We're super stoked for next year. I think that there's a lot to do and uh, we intend to make it a really, really productive one. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2021. Woo. Thanks for listening to The Artist at Work. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Instagram and Twitter under the handle at artist at work pod. And our website is theartist-atwork.com. We'll see you next time.